This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, December 2nd, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, unionists in the Global South are calling for a just transition to greener, more sustainable economies. How unionists are fighting back in Turkey and rapping... Yo, I've been hearing a lot of trash talk about unions saying these ain't the friends to be choosing. This is Radio Labor. While the whole planet is experiencing climate change, trade unionists are reminding people that the situation could be much worse in the global south. At the recent UN conference on climate change, COP27, a labor activist from the Philippines described the need for a just transition and the role of unions. Joy Hernandez is the Communications and Advocacy Officer of the International Trade Union Confederation in the Asia-Pacific region. The ITUC is the organization which represents Union Central, such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States at the world level. Ms. Hernandez. Historically, when trade union movement fought for the concept of trust transition, we were thinking of workers... In, uh, in the fossil fuel industry who needs to transition into low-carbon economy and how they will be affected during the process of transition. Now it goes beyond that. We see how climate change has affected other sectors as well, but in a different way. You have mentioned that teaching is a green job. It means that you don't emit a lot of um, greenhouse gases and everything. But it doesn't mean that there no transition that should happen kind of transition for teachers would look something like unions of education workers at the seat of negotiating table when it comes to just transition plans. Just transition plans integrating the concerns of the education sector. As I said earlier, education workers are at the front lines of the climate emergency, not only because of their jobs as teachers, but also, as I mentioned earlier, the additional burden that they take on during these times of disasters. And I think that kind of lived experiences of teachers could be an important way for them to really give a lot of inputs when it comes to just transition planning. And so I I think unions must be really recognized as social partners, you know, in identifying what kind of just transition would look like for the education sector. I think it's also important, you know, especially among the trade union movement, we have always been pushing for social protection for workers. And with the kind of vulnerabilities that workers and students are facing, as well as the communities around schools and communities, um, we see how important social protection is now, um, especially in the context of climate adaptation in terms of loss and damage. That's why this has to be financed as well. And this has been this has to be financed in a just way. Another way is, um, you know, when Mitzi talked about allies and having teacher activists, I think unions must continue to organize. Because I think unions has this broader perspective of what's going on. Um, uh, we are trying to look beyond our um, situation as workers um, uh, it, or just beyond teaching we look into the economic you know, policies, how it's affecting everyone. We look at the environmental policies. We look at um, the socioeconomic policies as well. 
And I think, you know, the more teachers we organize, the more allies students can have, the more voice we could have when it comes to collective bargaining, when it comes to having a voice at the seat of the negotiating table. And lastly, I think when we mention about integrating climate change in the curriculum, making it part of the discussions, making it part of what's being taught in school, I think we've mentioned also about climate justice. We have to teach about rights as well. We have to teach about trust, justice principles as well. And I think this has been overly lacking. I became an, a trade union activist by accident. I didn't know my rights as a worker when I was a student. When I entered the, the labor market, I felt so exploited. And I thought, my initial thinking actually was not to become a unionist. I thought, oh, I should explore how the human resources department could work or better for, you know, our employees. And then later on, I studied, in, in, uh, I studied industrial relations and I, may, I, may, I specialized in, in, in labor policies. And then I was like, oh, this human resource is not the way to go. We have to organize ourselves. And I think, you know, climate change has been affecting us. The precarious conditions of our workers have been, has been affecting us as well. And I think it's time to end that through our collective action. One of the world's most anti-union countries is Turkey. It has arrested unionists, forced the firing of union activists from their jobs, used military force to repress demonstrations in support of union rights, and charged unionists with terrorism. Turkey is a country of 85 million people, mainly in Western Asia, with a small part in Southeast Europe. One of the unionists who was arrested during an anti-union crackdown is Osman Ishti. Mr. Ishti is a human rights activist and the international affairs officer of KESK, the country's confederation of labor unions. Another unionist who has faced continual harassment by the Turkish authorities is Mehmet Bozgeki, an educator who is now the co-president of KESK. Mr. Ishti and Mr. Bozgeki were in the UK on a mission to build solidarity with other unions in their struggle for democracy and union rights in Turkey. They were sponsored by Unison, the largest trade union in the United Kingdom. Unison represents more than 1,300,000 workers employed mainly in public services, including local government, education, health care, and outsourced public services. I talked to Mr. Ishti and Mr. Bozgeki while they were in the UK. Mr. Ishti acted as the interpreter. I started my discussion with the two unionists by asking Mr. Ishti to describe TESC and what it does. TESC is the third biggest confederation of Turkey. We have 150,000 members in 11 sectors. That means we have 11 affiliates, and we are the voice of the public employees across the country. And we have main activities to protect and promote our members' rights and freedoms. And also we do our best to protect and promote the situation of public employees, whether they are our members or not. Members of KESK have often been harassed by the government in the past. Is this harassment continuing? Unfortunately, this is the case even today, because KESK is a critical confederation of governmental policies since the very beginning of its foundation. We 
do our best to protect our members' rights and freedoms, and we ask quality public services for all, and we ask better working conditions for our members and for all public employees. As a result of our critical activities and our actions, governments are not happy with us and they put us under pressure. There are administrative and judicial harassment, different forms. So we face administrative investigations, judicial investigations. Some of our members are arrested when they take the streets or when they organize protests. And some of them are even in prison and we face court cases throughout our history. There are hundreds of court cases and this is the case not only for our members, it is also the case for our executive committee members and our leaders who are organizing all these activities at the local, regional and the national level. You are the international officer for KESC and you've just described some of the problems you face because of the government. Are you scared? Well, I personally... I have certain concerns, for sure, but I know that my activities, my confederation's activities are legitimate, are credible, and are not wrong. I can eliminate my concerns because I know that we are right. So given the fact that we have legitimate discourses, we have legitimate arguments, and we have legitimate activities, I do not fear, I can say. Mr. Bozgeiki, you have a long history of protecting educators in Turkey. What are some of the major problems they are facing today? Türkiye'de eğitimciler son dönemde çok yoğun sorunlarla karşı karşıyalar. Özellikle güvencesiz educators in Turkey face many problems, including job security related issues, including workload, working conditions they pay, that they get the salary, and also there are some problems when they apply for this position. That means the security investigation is a phase that they have to pass. And also, as in the case of other public employees and other workers, the educators suffer from economic crisis. In this sense, my union, my confederation, is working very hard to promote the living and the working conditions of workers. And also we are making efforts to convince the government to adopt and implement UNESCO's recommendation for the educators in the country. Are there any other issues you would like to mention that KESK is involved with? My confederation CAS carries out several activities to improve the collective bargaining agreement structure, which is not democratic now. And we aim to achieve job security for educators and also for public employees in other sectors. We aim to get better salary for all workers, particularly for public employees and teachers and nurses, doctors, etc. And we aim to improve the education quality, which will be free to all, for all citizens, and which will be in their mother tongue, which will respect secular principles, and also it will be, in, it will be based on scientific methods. We also would like to improve the curriculum that the schools are teaching, 
and we will try to achieve gender equality in the education sector in addition to all other sectors. One last point that I would like to underline is that we are carrying out activities to achieve free lunch to all kids in school. This is very important for their nutrition and for their health. How can unions around the world help KESK affiliates and their members? We suffer from certain violations as regards to freedom of association, freedom of assembly, freedom of expression. Because of our activities during the state of emergency, thousands of our members were dismissed, permanently dismissed from the public services. And since the very beginning of these violations, we have had certain sister organizations which are in solidarity with us. We are in need of solidarity, and I am happy to underline one fact that Unison is a leading sister organization because we have been feeling its solidarity since the very beginning. Whenever we need, Unison is with us. It is similar to the ITUC and ETUC. It is the International Trade Unions Confederation and European Trade Unions Confederation. Solution. We must act together. We must improve the solidarity, we must coordinate our activities with our sister organizations. Thank you. Now here is Luke Rodrique. Yo, I've been hearing a lot of trash talk about unions Saying these ain't the friends to be choosing Out for themselves, not for others You might have heard unions ain't good for your health, brother Well, let me spit it for you, got something to say It's because of unions, we gotta aid our workday This ain't no commercial break, my friend Unions are the peeps who brought you the weekend Probably never think about it, la di da Unions fought hard for your right to party they're out there to ease your tension With decent wages, health care, and pensions Now it's like unions blame for bad weather But tell me what's wrong with solidarity forever I want to shout it on high, get it off my chest The story here is fighting for those who have less So when unions are bad guys in the propaganda war Think what they've done, where they stand, who they fight for And that's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Olaje. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.